looking for a place to create, connect, and belong? Where you have massive encouragement to be the weird, live-outside-the-box person you truly are. If you've chosen a different path as a rebel, an innovator, a leader, entrepreneur, and changemaker, you're in the right place. On Love, Life, and All Things Weird, Megan and Suzanne bring you inspiration, awesome tools for transformation, and full permission to be you. Claim your weird and live your most ridiculous life. Be sure to listen every Wednesday at noon, Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Love, Life, and All Things Weird with your hosts, Megan and Suzanne. How y'all doing? Hello, hello. Hello, hello. So if you're tuning into this, we are not live. This is only an illusion. We are projecting ourselves into the future from the past. Would you like to know how we did that? We are freaking magic, dude. That's how we did it. <laughs> magic, magic, magic. Mm-hmm. Yes, past, present, future. Here we grow. So we're at, we have a very interesting topic because we always try to, um, uh, I would say, probably you are better at this than me. Because I just like, I like to teach a lot about what I'm learning about, whether it's in my life or just like what I'm learning about in like just my personal growth and development stuff. But we try to keep our topics to what we're learning and what we're going through. And, you know, sometimes that's a little bit dicey and a little bit vulnerable. (laughs) And um, I've noticed if you've been listening to the last few shows at all, (laughs) you know that... um, you know, we have chosen to um, deconstruct all kinds of things. Business, money, relationship, you name it, we did it. Yeah, we did it. We blew it up. And in that, in that process, I would say that one of the most difficult parts is sort of when you come up against right, wrong, good, bad, judgment, and... There, I know that for myself, like, I've been 22 years in personal growth and development as a coach, as a healer, as a participant in it, and I would say that I have really done a fantastic job of making myself a self-improvement project. And, (laughs) And you know what? It's You know that whole saying about what you focus on expands? Mm -hmm. It's really true. The more mm-hmm. I look for shit to fix, the more I find shit to fix, man. It's unbelievable all the shit I got to fix. <laughs> yes. Um and I would say I've been in the personal development conversation for about ten years. Um and interestingly enough, when I first got in it, I really uh I it was just like something to make my life better. Um, and then I, I don't know, something changed and it, it became this place where I was striving for perfection. You know what I mean? Like every, like I wasn't good enough unless I conquered all of my issues, unless I got through all my patterns, unless I healed in quotation marks, you know? So, um, and it's interesting how, so we're so the the name of our show is loving what is, and I want you guys to ask yourself the question: Have you made yourself and your life a self improvement project in the name of consciousness? 
Like, what if there is nothing to fix and your current mess is your biggest miracle in gestation? What if there's nothing wrong with you or your situation, just an opportunity to open parts and pieces of you that are ready to be revealed? So um, it's for me like there's been, uh, you know, in being in relationship with you for seven years, we're on this fast track in consciousness. Um, And I think that Megan has an amazing way of like seeing possibility. And so it's like she's always raising the bar. Um, and for me, what that, in part what that's created is a place in me where I, where, not that it's her fault, but that I just felt like where, where I was was not enough. That I was always having to raise the bar. Not that I don't want to, not that I don't want to be on my edge, but it almost got to this place where I was like, okay, if I'm, if I don't have this, pattern that I've been doing for 20 years, if I don't have it healed, then there's something really wrong with me. I've been doing this for 10 years. Why haven't I changed this? You know, I've been doing this for 25 years. What's wrong with me that I can't actually clear this? You know, so, um, so especially You're just with messed up beyond repair. That's the problem. Exactly. I am just <laughs> effed up. Effed up beyond all recognition, beyond all uh-huh. repair, you know? Yeah. So, and True that. Inter- Sorry, interesting, interestingly enough, like, that's really what I've come to. It's like, like I've been processing, you know, Megan and, and my deconstruct of our relationship. Like, we're changing a lot about our relationship and how we show up for each other, you know, like, um, creating a lot of space with each other, um, you know, and exploring other um, relationships and other people and all kinds of stuff. And so um, we're doing a lot of deconstruct of our relationship and seeing a lot of the ways in which we've been really codependent with each other. And there's a way that codependency has been like the most horrible word for me ever. Like, oh, my God, I'm codependent. Like, I can't believe I'm still codependent. I've been working on my codependency for 20 years, and I'm still codependent, you know? so, <laughs> Babes, babes yeah. I have a question. Is that, how you, is that the voice in which you talk to yourself from? I was just I wondering. So. It just came out. <laughs> was, I don't know who that is, but I don't like her. I'm like, I wow. Really, if you talk to me I, that way, I'd be like, whoa. <laughs> I don't like her. Um, so, uh. yeah, so it's like the, where codependency has become like this horrible thing and I have to like do everything possible to to find my way out of codependency. You know, the like I see this a lot in the consciousness community around needs. You know, like if you need somebody or if you need something, then you're outsourcing and you really need to clear that. You know, so <laughs> it should be about desire and not need. You know, so <laughs> it's all over the place. It's all over the place. And so how many opportunities do we have to make ourselves wrong, to, to feel not good enough, to feel like a mess, um, you know, um, because we're not in that that long place on the other side of all of this stuff. Right. Exactly. So it. I mean, at the end of the day, yeah. Like, what I I believe that as infinite beings, we truly don't have needs. But 
there is a place in the at the sort of physical level where it's like, yeah, like if I want to be in a relationship, I want it to create greater for me. I want to feel loved. I want to feel like there's kindness. I want to feel like there's these different pieces about it. But I think that, you know, what you're speaking to is about not making any of it wrong. Um, there's a there's really a great saying that I love. Um, I believe it was Michael Neal that said it is, you can't leave a place you've never been. You can't leave a place that you've never been. So if you can't fully embrace like what is, like, yep, I'm jealous right now. Yep, I'm needy right now. Yep, <laughs> you know, or like, yeah, I was a I was an asshole. Like, you know, and but we we try to defend that stuff so harshly, right? It's like, don't you call me wrong because I can't be wrong because nobody can be wrong because that's wrong. <laughs> wow, that just keeps going down that own that rabbit hole, doesn't it? There's just a whole bunch of wrongness. <laughs> everything that brought up let down. Can we upgrade through that now? Yep. Sure enough. Turn up, right, wrong, good, bad, pop, pop, all nine, boys, shorts, and beyonds. So in the going, in like, truthfully, as infinite beings, we are all energies. You know, we're strong, we're wimpy, we're light, we're dark, we're nice, we're a bitch. You know, it's like, it's all of it. And, and anytime you try to go, oh, I'm just this, I'm only good, what you do is you set yourself up for a pendulum swing. You set yourself up to kind of hang out and tick-tock in duality for a bit, you know, and so by learning how to appreciate, allow, like, you know, we call this episode loving what is, <laughs> maybe you're not there yet, but maybe we could start with acceptance and then move up to allowing and then move up to loving, right? And it's mm. like, so it's like, you know, I... At least not judging. <laughs> at least right. let's start there, you know, baby <laughs> steps, baby, baby steps. Um, right. You know, like, and I would say... That of the two of us, I would admit that I am probably the worst offender of this because I my natural state is in is joy and possibility. So like I tend to really like only want to be happy all the time. La 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 la. Nope. Nope. I'm not happy. Nope. Pretending not to see that. <laughs> you know, like sad. Nope. <laughs> Anger. Nope. And so what will end up happening sometimes it'll kind of bite me in the butt because I'm trying to like override that stuff instead of going, yeah, I'm sad right now or I'm mad right now or whatever it is. And I know that, you know, um, feelings in, in access consciousness, they speak to them being the lower harmonics of awareness. Well, I believe that's true. I believe that our feeling body or our body is it, it communicates to us through feelings. I do believe we have a higher level of awareness that is perceiving. And it and it doesn't mean that those energies don't occur in our bodies and that we don't need to tune in and go, hey, what is this? And I have a really awesome tool that I've been playing with lately to help to undo, to not go into any story. The, the problem we get into when we hit some of these bumps is the stories and the meaning that we put on those bumps. And that's when we can swirl. And that's not what we're talking about. But we are talking about like, hey... You know, what if everything that's occurring, what if this hot mess that you're that that you are in this moment is actually the gestational space for the miracle that is occurring, that is about to occur. And I I I use this metaphor a lot, but can you imagine a little freaking caterpillar all mush? 
sitting in his little chrysalis going, what the F is going on here? Like, you know, it's like he's not a caterpillar anymore, right? He's just freaking mush. And it's like, and he's not a butterfly. He has no idea he's going to be a butterfly. He's sitting in his little incubus going, freaking, I Who am I? I? Got, who am I? I don't got fur. I don't got legs. I don't got wings. I just got mush. What the I felt like that the last few months. Have you felt a little bit like a mush? Like mush? Um, I, yeah, I sure have. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> I think I might have one foot out now. <laughs> like one like you have little wings? Thing. I have, have little a little tiny baby up? wings. I have little baby butterfly wings, but I am not a full butterfly yet. <laughs> <laughs> I am still a mush. <laughs> in the mush. But I if, am still a mush. <laughs> a little mush. If the, if the, um, I'm actually going to look up the name for this because it's actually a really cool name when it's, when you're in the mush, right? But it's like, if you sat there and called that wrong and like stopped the process or like beat yourself up or checked out of the game, you'd miss out on all the butterfly shit, you know? And, if you look at it, if because it's the butterfly, butterfly shit, is, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> work with me. So, that butterfly it, shit, you would really miss out on that. That stuff's real, real good. Oh <laughs> 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 uh, 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 no! Oh, Muriel, I sure do want to have that butterfly part. That butterfly shit, <laughs> that stuff's good. That'd be real, real nice. Well, the butterfly is the symbol for transformation, like in almost every culture, right? That's the symbol for transformation. And if you think about it, like, you know, what if what you're calling a problem is actually that mush where you're reordering, where you're reorganizing yourself into the next phase or the next thing that you're becoming, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like I had this really awesome awareness. I'm in a I'm in a program with Simone Millicis right now called Getting Out of Debt Joyfully. And one of the things that I it was a question that she asked that I actually can't remember in this moment. But I was like, oh, my gosh, what if my debt was actually a portal to wealth? And I just it just felt true to me. Like I've been making myself kind of wrong or whatever because it's like oh I should be debt free blah 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 whatever but it's like it's having me look at money and my choices and energy and like all kinds of things in this totally different way and I just got this awareness that by doing that I'm setting the stage for wealth for myself right and so that's a really like a simple example of how something that we call wrong could actually be a portal to something greater if we quit freaking fighting it. And oh, by the way, if you're fighting it, you ain't ever going to leave it because you can't leave a place you've never been. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So but I think I, another yeah. another great example is like I see this a lot. You know, I was a personal trainer and health coach for ten years. And I would see people walking in the door in full-on judgment of their bodies. So much judgment of their bodies, of every inch of their bodies. So they weren't actually in their body. There was a block and a barrier between them and their body. So how can they actually be embodied and be healthy in their body 
if they have that much judgment that keeps them out. They were never in their body. How can they change that if they're not ever there? So it, it, it's, it happens in all areas with money in relationship with our bodies, you know, in our, in our careers, like even in our, you know, spiritual work, like, um, there's, this happens all over the place, you know, so, um, so I guess my question for you, Megan, would be like, okay, so yeah, we get the concept of like being with what is, but what are some tools to actually get you there? Because if you are in massive judgment of your body, then how how do you even take that step towards loving what is? How do you even take that step to non-judgment of your body? Or like, you know, your money, if you're freaking broke or whatever. Um, like, how do you stop judging that as a wrongness? Um, well, I have a tool for that. And I also have a tool when, like, it it this wrongness accompanies feelings. Um, my favorite question, and then this question comes from Access Consciousness, um, is what's right about this I'm not getting? And what's right about me, I'm not getting. Because inherent in looking at something as, as a problem to be fixed, there is a filter that comes in as wrongness. Is We can't look at it without seeing it as a wrongness. So when we look, when we ask that question, what's right about this I'm not getting, what happens is you ch it's like changing the filter. It's like taking the filter of wrongness out and looking for what is actually good and right and it you know what are the possibilities in this situation that you haven't been looking at because you've been looking at it as a problem and inherent in looking at a life problem is what's wrong with me so what's what's right about me i'm not getting here what's right about this i'm not getting here begins to up level uh there's a uh a mentor of mine steve chandler who who had a great metaphor, he called it the ladder of consciousness. And and what he was talking about is like how important it is for coaches when they are, you know, sitting across from a client to have like, you know, to be coming from compassion over fear, right? Because like, you know, wherever we are like kind of coming from, right, is what is kind of the frequency or the vibration that we'll stay at. When you ask that question, you can take, I've experienced asking that question and taking myself from feeling really heavy and really like, Bleh, and just all of a sudden I pop out and I'm just in, I just start thinking about these creative ideas. Like, um, another one is, I wonder what else is possible. And I like to, there's a, there's a, a little, um, tool I like to use with wonder where I go, hmm. Which is like it just kind of buzzes your brain a little bit. I think it's why Winnie the Pooh did him hmm, 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 because it buzzed his brain and it made him think in curious ways, you know. And it it what it does is it vibrates both hemispheres and it's like, huh? Hmm. I wonder what else is possible. I wonder what the I wonder what the possibilities are here that I haven't been willing to see. And I will guarantee you, 
I, I like how you say that, honey. <laughs> I will guarantee you that if there is something stuck, there is a capacity trying to be born. If there mm-hmm. is something stuck, there is a capacity trying to be born. And I think that's the thing that I keep seeing and, and experiencing over these last couple months is that I feel like, and I you know, shared this with you last night, is like I feel like, so snakes, when they're ready to shed their skin, they find sharp objects to rub up against, right? And, mm-hmm. and I feel like we've been that for each other on and off in our relationship is like we've been that sharp object to to rub up against and to shed that skin and to go like, no, who are you really? really? Who are you really? Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's any accident that my signature event, Live Your Magic, is going out into the world as all of this is happening, as this deconstruct is happening, and as this rebirth is happening. Because it's like there's all of these capacities that I've hidden under these constructs. And it's like if I can turn those on, then I can take that, I can take that mush and turn it into creation. So mm-hmm. any anywhere that you are creating stuckness by refusing your capacities. Can we uncreate and destroy that? Yes. Yeah? Right, wrong, good, mm-hmm. bad, pot, pock, all nine, boys, shorts, and beyonds. So we're, we need to go on break. You're listening okay. to Love, Life, and All Things Weird, and we'll be back for more of Loving What Is. Are you looking for a place to create, connect, and belong? Where you have massive encouragement to be the weird, live-outside-the-box person you truly are. If you've chosen a different path as a rebel, an innovator, a leader, entrepreneur, and changemaker, you're in the right place. On Love, Life, and All Things Weird, Megan and Suzanne bring you inspiration, awesome tools for transformation, and full permission to be you. Claim your weird and live your most ridiculous life. Be sure to listen every Wednesday at noon, Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The Bars is the first class in Access Consciousness, a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a Bars session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a Bars class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? Love, Life, and All Things Weird with hosts Megan Silito and Suzanne Stopper. Are you scratching your head a bit? Let's chat. Call into the program today and let's find some answers. If you're in the U.S., call 815-880-8255. In Canada, call 613-800-8736 or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also ask questions or leave comments in our Facebook group. 
Weird on the Air with Megan and Suzanne. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, everybody, to Love Life and All Things Weird. We are talking about hmm, some tools to how to love what is. Um, so I've, I was thinking on the break, um, like when I'm super, super in my shit, like I don't think of questions like I wonder what else is possible. <laughs> I don't I don't what? think of questions of like what's right about this I'm not getting. Like I actually don't think about those questions until I'm kind of like out of the reaction of something. Then I think about those questions and I like ponder and I'm like, hmm, you know, like what is this? What is this for me? But like when I'm full on like reacting like crazy, there's no way I'm asking those questions. So what would you say to me? Like, and I don't know if any of you relate. Maybe I'm the only one that can't access my higher brain. <laughs> um, maybe I'm the only one. But I I like I, I like that tool for kind of like reflecting on what's already happened when I'm in a much calmer space. But how do I actually, what tool can I use in the moment that gets me out of massive reaction and right and wrong, good and bad. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi, help me. Um, pray you know, to the gods. I pray to the gods. Here's the thing. Anything that can help you change state will be helpful. Like um, I had an experience recently where I was in, I had been, I was in sort of a PTSD, what I would call a PTSD state, where I'm like, you know, kind of fight or flighty. And normally it takes me a little bit of time to work out of that shite. And um, I happen to have a friend over that does the Tibetan bowls, and he put this bowl on my belly and just started rimming it, and two minutes later I felt like a new person. Like it just, mm-hmm. the sound, like, moves, it moves the energy. So, like, anything... Like, I would, like, if I were the audience and even myself, I I go through, like, what are the things that help me change state? Moving my body, like swimming is really good because um, it's kind of a brain gym thing where you do a cross-crawl, um, uh, music, um, bowls, um, meditation, pulling cards, um, looking at, like, having really good tools around allowing your feelings to move through. Um, and I do everything from like, I, I, lately what I've been really playing with is this idea that even the the what we're calling feeling is sort of a made-up story. Like we decided that the sensations that are the bits that organize themselves around our chest and throat or sadness, we decided that's what that was, right? And so what that actually is is sensation. And so if I go, oh, okay, I actually just look at what the bits are doing, what the bits of energy are doing. It's like, wow, there's like this heaviness on my chest. My eyes are tearing up. And like, what is this? You know, what energy is this? What is this trying to tell me? Because again, emotions are awareness trying to occur. They're trying to, it's your body trying to give you a signal. 
And um, there's actually, they've done some biofeedback studies. If you can identify your sensations and speak to them, it will reduce the stress of the emotion themselves. It will reduce it quite a bit. So maybe you can get to a place where you can ask a question like that. Um, I feel like for me, like uh, lately, and I would say this is probably true for you too, hon, is like, for well, (laughs) bats, but going in nature, because nature is life force without an opinion. Right, And the problem, why we get stuck is not actually what's happening. We get stuck on our opinion about what's happening. Mm-hmm. Like if we just allowed the energy to move through us, we'd move through stuff super quick. Like anywhere between 20 seconds and, and like, you know, 10 or 15 minutes. But we we decide and we make meaning of it. And then that's where we swirl out. So like going in nature is really awesome because nature is just this harmonic energy that is without story that is without point of view that is without judgment and it can really help you know shift your state so it really is about just being with what is but noticing what what is it that allows me to just really be with myself and really help these help myself um you know get to a state where i can ask a good question Mm -hmm. so that's what i would say do you have some Do you have some tricks over there you want to share with the people, darling? I certainly do. Um, (laughs) I, you know, I'm a person that I would call myself like a reactionary person. Like I react. What? Um, I know it's a shock to you, Megan. It's a shock. Um, Never seen it. (laughs) But I, I like I have very intense energies that run through my body, very intense feelings. I um I don't I mean I'm not saying that people don't, but like I tend to be more of a type of person that's um has many, many moods in a day. You know, like it's kind of uh more of a roller coaster type of energy rather than a steady um, energy. So I get to flow with my energies um on a day to day basis. Um, and be with them, whatever they are in that moment. So for me, it is sometimes about just (laughs) crying if I feel sad, of just like journaling angrily if I feel angry, you know, like actually just writing the shit down that's in my head that I would never want to actually say, but writing it all down anyway, unedited, just so that it can come out on the paper. So for me, it is about moving the energy. I would also say that what's been a godsend for us in this last three months is bars. Like we, which is an access access consciousness body process, you know, 32 points on your head. We have a commercial that talks about it um, in the middle of our show. Um, And... um, and what we will do when we're having a particularly sticky conversation where we've had interlocks with each other um, is that we will do bars on each other and have that conversation um, and specifically run our implant bands um, to while we're having that conversation. Because it's like, you know, there's a way in which we energetically feed off each other, both in really positive ways and in negative ways. Um, And so it's really easy for us to go from one to 10 or 10 to one, you know, or like um, 
with each other because we feed off each other. Um, And so that's been really, really helpful um, for us to actually have those challenging conversations um, is to regularly, regularly do bars and preferably naked, naked bars. Naked bars are good. Uh, we highly recommend naked bars. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of the things for people who haven't heard of bars before, um, I mean, you can go to um, accessconsciousness.com and learn about the bars. It's all over the Internet. There's videos on it. But I would say it's one of the most dynamic tools, processes, for actually allowing getting the brain to kind of release its beliefs and points of view and coming into that still space where you can kind of just look at things without judgment, without resistance, and go, huh, you know, what? maybe it's not so bad, maybe whatever. Because the thing about it is, is that anything that we are looking at, be it a, a baby, a problem, or whatever, we're look, we cannot look at it except through our points of view. And so it's really the points of view that are creating our idea that we're a mess, that are creating the idea that there's a problem. You know, mm-hmm. it's just there. there's no such thing really as a problem. It's just our thinking that there is a problem that actually creates the problem. Did that sound too esoteric? Or did you follow <laughs> me? How was, was that? It was pretty esoteric. It was pretty out there. <laughs> All right. No, I like I totally get it, right? It's like um I think it's interesting to I mean, I've always been fascinated, perplexed and um and completely f- felt like I was a complete failure with regards to relationships. So relationships specifically are like a an a very almost like it's just a huge interest of mine and I'm always watching relationships. I'm always watching people in relationships. And whenever I'm people watching, I love people watching people in relationships. Um, you know, you could call me a stalker, um, uh, but don't, um, <laughs> so, but like, you really I, watch out if you invite her to your house, you'll snoop around, find <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll go in your medicine cabinets and go through your books and shit. Um, no, <laughs> but I'm just super curious about people and about people in relationship. Um, how, like I feel like it's kind of my life work of trying to figure it out. Um, so, um, but like I think it's interesting. Like my sister, my oldest sister is really a good example. Like she's kind of a hothead, like I am. Um, and you know, it runs in the family and, and she will like go off on this like soapbox, you know what I mean? And she'll just be like, no, 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 right? Like oftentimes towards her husband, you know? Um, and it's just like her, like just being in the moment, like letting off steam. And it is so interesting and funny to watch him, um, because he just laughs. He literally laughs. He just thinks it's the cutest, funniest thing. And she is not kind in those moments. Like she is like you like saying stuff like, um, you know, you're being such an asshole, you know, like right now. Like blah 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 blah, right? Um and it and he just laughs. And then he'll just be like, turn to me and he'll just be like 
Isn't she the most adorable thing? Isn't she the cutest thing? You know, whereas another person might consider that, actually, they might even consider that verbal abuse. You know what I mean? Like, they might actually have a filter called, wow, that woman is mean or cruel or critical or abusive. You know, like, why is he in relationship with her? You know, Um, but for him, there is no hook. Not that, you know, they don't have their stuff, but for him, like, that expression of hers, he sees it as this, like, thing to love her for. So he just holds space for her expression, and then she's done. And then it's kind of like the feminine storm. And then he's like, isn't she so cute? And then they can actually can have a conversation to solve the problem. So I think it's really interesting like seeing it from that perspective, right? When talking about our filters and our triggers, because, you know, if that was me in relationship with her, I would take it personally. I would feel hurt. I would blah, blah, blah. Right. But for him, it's just like, uh, it's almost like, a it's almost like it's enduring. He loves her more for it. And so I think it's a, a good example of, of, all of us kind of, you know, owning, you know, owning our filters, owning our points of view, um, owning our own accountability around all of this stuff and, and not not making the other wrong and not making us wrong. That's the trick because if we leave right and wrong, then all we really have is creation. Like, if you leave right and wrong, you're in pure creation. As soon as you go into right and wrong, you stop creating. You stop forward motion. And so, you know, and I think that's why I like those questions. And I, I, fortunately, I do think about them often, you know, not always in the throes of it, but there's generally some point at which, like, I'll, like, oh, yeah, I have that question. We should put it up on, like, I think we should have, like, make a poster board of that in our house right now. That'd be awesome. Um, but just to kind of remind us that, that there are actually other choices available. And and to actually choose them not from, like, what the experience that you're having is wrong, but to choose it from, the from like, sort of what really else is possible. And I think, you know, there's... Um, uh, there's a, a process that I learned with Gay Hendricks years ago where you just imagine um, something that you love unconditionally. Like, and in, in the, if you're listening now or in the future, you might think of that thing. Maybe it's the ocean. Maybe it's a dog. Maybe it's your child. Maybe it's a grandbaby. Whatever it is that you don't really have any charge on. They can be a pill. They can be awesome. You don't care. You love them, right? And if you can actually allow yourself to feel that unconditional allowance or love that you have for that, person or thing or being and you actually allow yourself to feel it and then the next step is to turn it up a little bit and then actually send it to yourself or send it to the problem or send it to the thing you're judging you know and um there were there were times when I was doing that practice doing that meditation that I actually couldn't love the thing but what I was able to love was the fact that I was judging that thing. And it was interesting because at any point that you can infuse love, 
which is a different frequency. That's all we're doing. There's a lot of different ways to infuse frequencies, right? Um, rapid eye, bars, like, you know, questions, you know, breath, movement, all of this. But in this particular uh, meditation, what ha- what I notice is that any part of the situation that you can infuse some kind of frequency or energy of unconditional love, it begins to melt it. It begins to just dissolve it into space. Mm-hmm. And that's the power in, in part of loving what is. And it's really interesting to me how when you melt the judgment, you melt the right and wrong, that there actually is not a problem. It's like, oh, okay, I can just love you now. Cool. We don't have to fix it. We don't have to fight about it for four more hours. You know, and um, it's a really, really powerful process because any part of anything that you can bring into into allowance or love, it begins to change it. It cannot stay mm-hmm. the same, and it's pretty magic. Mm-hmm. All right, dear, we're going on our last break. Let's we'll do it for more. You're listening to Love Life and All Things Weird. We'll be back. Are you looking for a place to create, connect, and belong? Where you have massive encouragement to be the weird, live-outside-the-box person you truly are. If you've chosen a different path as a rebel, an innovator, a leader, entrepreneur, and changemaker, you're in the right place. On Love, Life, and All Things Weird, Megan and Suzanne bring you inspiration, awesome tools for transformation, and full permission to be you. Claim your weird and live your most ridiculous life. Be sure to listen every Wednesday at noon, Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time, on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The Bars is the first class in Access Consciousness, a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a Bars session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a boys class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? This is Love, Life, and All Things Weird with host Megan Silito and Suzanne Stoffer. Are you scratching your head a bit? Let's chat. Call into the program today and let's find some answers. If you're in the U.S., call 815-880-8255. In Canada, call 613-800-8736. Or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also ask questions or leave comments in our Facebook group, Weird on the Air with Megan and Suzanne. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to the Love Life and All Things Weird. <laughs> you Your are turn. hanging out with, I guess it was my turn. You are hanging out with Megan and Suzanne, and we're talking about loving what is, baby. 
Let's just do it. Let's love what is. I am. I wanted to share. I I had pulled a card. I am just in love with this new deck that my good friend Mary Baird um, did a reading for me last weekend, um, or the weekend before. It's called the Sacred Rebels deck, and it is. I haven't connected with a deck like this in a really long time. But I was pulling a card about mine and Suzanne's relationship and, like, you know, what would be helpful to know. <laughs> oh, gosh. And I just want to read just a little bit because it really it really put, succinctly puts into uh, great language what this whole show is about. So um, it starts out, it's a, it, the card is uh, called the Diving for Light. It says, how brave you are. You are diving for light. It can be so much simpler to seek light in the heavenly and that which is blissful, sweet, loving, and kind. Angels flying around uh, and seen. To look for the light in that which is dark is an advanced task that only a rebellious and brave heart will attempt. You may not feel you have taken such a journey by choice. You Yet you have taken this wise challenge on from deep within your soul. Your innermost being has evoked this situation in your life with the intention that you grow in power, wisdom, and creative juice. It also wants you to experience a bold and fearless trust in life and become further empowered to live it with zest and courage. And so, you know, it's speaking to... Like it really is. I mean, it's fun to hang out in the possibilities. It's fun to hang out in the life, in the light. I'm I'm reminded of something that, you know, Dane here talks about all the time. He's like, consciousness was never meant to be comfortable, right? Like we, I, I really, I kind of bought the Kool Aid of inner work. We're like, okay, if I just do my inner work, then life will be great, and I'll have no <laughs> problems, and I'll be happy, and I will be loving, and I will have money. And F and I maybe geisha girls. That's what, I just had images of geisha girls come in, and like <laughs> you will be drinking pina coladas on the beach, <laughs> on the beach, <laughs> and everything will be happy forever. <laughs> yeah, woo! And I got some swampland to sell you in Florida to buy that little bugger. So. I really bought the Kool-Aid on that. It's like if I just work hard enough, deal with all my issues, then, you know, it's the Coors Light commercial, right, where the fat guys get the chit, right? It's like, you know, it, it's the best possible thing could happen. And and actually, consciousness is about expanding the universe. We're co-creating and collaborating with the universe. Consciousness is about expanding the universe by its very nature it is constantly pushing the edge of what is known. It is constantly pushing out of the known into the unknown. Out of the known into the unknown. And the, the most that we can hope for, truly, if you're on a conscious path, is to have some level of acceptance, allowance, and comfort with the idea that you will constantly be uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Right? Well, and does. so, it, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, like, and, you know, from the beginning of our relationship, like, we have been on, like, the fast track of consciousness, and we have committed 
to a place of like on our edge. And so I would say that even in choosing each other, being complete opposites, um, like we have chosen a path of intense learning and growth and expansion and openness and and unknowing, you know, like like just not knowing. And so it it it's no wonder we are like and every time I feel like we kind of figure it out or figure out our relationship, you know, and have this place of like peace and space and kindness, we have the next up level. You know, we have the next thing that we're stepping into to be more of who we really are. Um, And so it's an ongoing, I would say it's an ongoing almost commitment that we have to each other, to ourselves of like learning and almost like learning intensely through um, relationship. So consciousness is not, consistent it's not stagnant you know it's like you're living or you're dying um and your you know your relationship is living or it's dying kind of thing you know so it's it's been such a you know interesting thing for me um thinking okay well i'm you know i'm on this life path of figuring out relationship and oh my gosh now i figured it out and look i have the love of my life and we're happy and we're creating together. And then it's like, what? Like shit, you know, like what just happened? Like, we're not like, I, it's all like a mess. How did I, how did I get here? I thought I'd got it all figured out. And how often does that happen in every area of our life? You know, I mean, I've had probably like four, you know, four different stages of my body where I thought like I was golden and then all of a sudden, you know, it's just like, well, shit, what was that? <laughs> you know, and now I have to deal with that. So um, I, think, I think, you know, divine God, the universe is kind of mean about that. <laughs> I think it's good. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing that I was thinking while you were talking, like how many of us have misidentified and misapplied consciousness as a new form of control? Right. Mm-hmm. When I look at a lot of the coaches out there, the rah rah, and like, you can make your life happen. You can make anything happen. You know. And it's like, I I feel like they're trying to use principles and tools and consciousness as a means of control. Mm-hmm. And and when that what I have seen so much with leaders in consciousness is like a sort of a and and I I have also been this done this. You know, is that there's tends to be some level of blow up because you're trying to be so perfect. You're trying to be like, like have no weaknesses, no faults. Right. And then meanwhile, back at the ranch, like your shit's up. And so I see a lot of leaders kind of have a sort of a quote unquote fall from grace because they can't match their public persona. Mm -hmm. Right. And so it's like, um, it's like we're we do like a lot of people i would say appreciate us for our honesty and vulnerability on the show because Mm -hmm. we i think that we both learned (laughs) over the years that it's better to just be real and to kind of say where you're at and say what you're and people appreciate it because i think when we when we present as perfect 
we put pressure on people to be perfect. And if they can't be that, then they go into the wrongness of them. And so it kind of keeps this sort of wheel spinning around and around. Instead of just going, hey, you know what? We're all of it. We're messy. We're wondrous. We're magical. We're, um, you know, we're codependent. We're all of it. All of it. You know, I was thinking this might be a good time for you to read the the lyrics to the song you've been listening to lately. I think they're really cool. Yeah, this song is something I've been processing um, my our relationship to um, over the last few weeks, and it's been out a, lo- a couple of months, so I'm sure all, a lot of you have heard of it. Heard it, but it's called "Issues" by Julia Michaels. And what I love the backstory of this is that she's a songwriter, and she's written songs for really, really very popular people, and she's never actually sung her own song until this. And when she wrote this, it was so personal to her and to her relationship that she that she decided that she was the only one that could sing it. And I love that because that's like a level of authenticity, right? And like, I can't actually give this song away because this is so me. Um, and so the song says, I'm jealous, I'm overzealous. When I'm down, I get real down. And when I'm high, I don't come down. I get angry, baby, believe me. I could love you just like that, and I could leave you just this fast. But you don't judge me, because if you did, baby, I would judge you too. No, you don't judge me, because if you did, baby, I would judge you too. Because I got shoes, but you got them too. So give them all to me, and I'll give mine to you. Bask in the glory of all our problems, because we got the kind of love it takes to solve them. Yeah, I got issues. And one of them is how bad I need you. You do shit on purpose. You get mad and you break things. Feel bad, try to fix things. But you're perfect. Poorly wired circuit. And got hands like an ocean. Push you out, pull you back in. Because you you don't judge me. Because if you did, baby, I would judge you too. No, you don't judge me because you see it from the same point of view. And then it just repeats because I got issues, but you got them too. So, yeah, that's the song. And I love it, like, especially the part of, like, I've got issues, but you got them too. And in a way, like, our our love was made to solve them, you know. So um, that's just real. That's just real shit right there, you know. Like, I messed up, and so are you. And let's do this thing. <laughs> and let's so, join us next week. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Love, Life, and All Things Weird. We will be back next Wednesday at noon Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. Be sure to tune in for more tips and tools on how to claim your marvelous, magical life.